When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 745 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, and you know it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We got Shane I don't Sparks know. on. Tacos! Shane, tacos! Oh, and tacos. What a great day. Shane Sparks and tacos. What a dynamic duo that is. We got JD Raider, Ben Askren, Shane Sparks here. We're going to get full-on preview mode, Penn State, Iowa. I am flying out tomorrow with my son, Caleb Davis Piles. We're going to head to Iowa City. Very excited about that and plenty to get to. But I think first, we once again should probably start with the A.J. Ferrari front because we got to hear from Coach John Smith, Ben, and Shane. Did did you see that vehicle? So Unbelievable. So did we confirm that that's it? Because it's someone just posted a picture. I have not confirmed. We we know it's that guy who posts a lot of of BS, so I don't know. But – People seem to be thinking that is, and if that is, that is. Well, like, I don't know who oh that, God. who you're, I saw a reply to a bunch of tweets with just a picture of it, and someone asked, hey, do you own this tweet? I didn't know who that person was, but the the picture, maybe you can pull it in, JD. If it's, is this actually the car? I mean, miracle of miracles that no one was killed. I don't even understand it, honestly. Um, yeah. It is just such a, if you're not, if you're just listening, like many of you are, it's so mangled. Like, it doesn't even look like – you can't tell if it was a car, a truck, yeah. or, or whatever. It's just like – it's just truly just twisted steel. And um, yeah. he – for for AJ to survive that is is truly in, insane. And that uh, Isai Rodriguez, I think it was was the runner's name that was with him. Yeah, here we go. Um, Tyler's pulling That's, it in. Yeah. That is just insane looking. And you can see that it's like black and charred from being on fire. Yes. Uh, man, total, totally nuts. And so Coach Smith had, uh, you know, he, he and actually the cross-country coach is also Coach Smith. He's Dave Smith. We're talking about the, you know, the athletes and the, the mayhem around it and the 
One thing they were saying was in the initial moments when it happened, there was tons of misinformation out there. Like, this guy's getting airlifted. This thing's happened. That thing's happened. There was like a little bit of chaos there before they figured out who was where. But um, we've got a clip from Coach Smith talking about the scene and then pulling uh, AJ out from the car. This is from uh, Okali Sports YouTube. Appreciate them posting this for us to see. But, yeah, check this out from Coach Smith. You did tell me that uh, a, a big man showed up. And, and helped him figure out how they were going to get him out, and they got him, got got AJ out, and then all of a sudden this guy was gone, disappeared. Um, I don't know what to think of that, but it's a um, it's a story that you know we may be all be thankful for, and um, but I'm sure glad that uh, I'm sure glad he was there. You know, I don't know how many people would go to a car that was on fire and try to pull someone out. But uh, I'm sure glad uh, Coach Dunn was there. So Coach Dunn, I mean, you want to talk about just kind of a small town community kind of thing, Stillwater, if you've ever been there. But, you know, the fact that the the Oklahoma State offensive coordinator, Coach Casey Dunn, was – I don't know how he ended up being, like, right there. Just a coincidence, small town kind of thing. And so he was there helping pull an A.J. out with this kind of mystery man who – Big guy helped pull AJ out, and then just poof, like he just kind of told Coach Smith because he called him. Coach Dunn, yeah, and he said that you know Coach Dunn was like sort of frazzled, sounding kind of had a hard time, but um, uh, you know, I guess Ben, Shane, any any thoughts there? Um, it's I encourage you guys to it's on the site if you want to listen to the full thirty minute press conference. It's 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 good, but you know, thoughts from Ben or Shane. Uh yeah no, no thoughts here i guess uh to have some scary stuff i mean it's been a while since i had a scary almost accident and i never had any major but I had some minor things and just wow yeah it's bad i got i got the chills when i heard coach smith say that because i mean i'll just say this i mean glory to be to god on this i mean mm-hmm. it's it's one of those situations where when when somebody dies and i i believe this 100 percent um you know god's gonna take you when it's your time and a lot of times, you know, people die. It's, it's kind of like your time, right? Obviously, with this, thankfully, it's the other side of the coin. It just wasn't his time yet. Because you look at that vehicle, if that is in case, if, if that is in fact the vehicle, that, I mean, it's a miracle. Yeah. Nope. Nobody got major. I mean, forget about it. It doesn't sound like anybody got major, major injuries. No. They walked away from that. And that story with that guy, I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was, but I will yeah. say this. God himself might have touched A.J. Ferrari. I don't know, but I never tell you what. I mean, guardian angels, whatever. I mean, that stuff, I believe it in 100%, and I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just thankful that, that he's safe. And I would, I would also say this, and this is not – I mean, we've all been there. A.J. Ferrari is probably 20 years old, I'm guessing, right around that, and I really like yeah. him. I, I met him last year at the national tournaments. I loved how authentic and genuine he is, and it was, it was funny because – I was on my couch on Instagram watching a video of him weighing in, you know, flexing. And I literally am on the couch laughing because I think it's funny. He entertains me. And then I go back to Twitter and there it is with the accidents. And it it did make me think because I I follow him on social media. And I, again, I think he's funny, but maybe, you know, with some of the stuff you see from him feels a little invincible and he's not the only one, you know, when you're, when you're young, you think you're invincible. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking this might might uh, change him a little bit, would be my guess. 
Yeah, you you would think this would be kind of a I don't want to say a wake up call. Maybe that's dramatic, but may, maybe it is that. Like, hey, man, my because as we didn't know yesterday for sure confirmed. I don't think we talked about it, but that he was passing in a no passing zone and it caused this head on collision. That's you got to be careful driving too. I mean, yeah. John Smith said seatbelts save lives. You got to wear your seatbelts, and when you're driving, you got to be. I mean, it's. I mean, I got. You know, my, my daughter's going to be getting her license in two months. I got my my I got two other sons that drive, and when you have kids that drive, right. you you understand what your parents went through. That's that's the best thing I can tell you. Like you when you're when you're younger and your parents are worried about you, you don't get it, and then you have kids of your own, and it 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 makes you nervous. It it scares the heck out of you. So everything ended up all right, and uh, just a real fortunate situation for everybody involved. But be be careful. Be yeah. careful. I was talking. Yeah. I was talking with David uh, Bray this morning just about that, and like, just you know, Caleb's ten, but I'm like, man, he'll be driving soon because he's freaking ten now somehow. And um, I was thinking about all the, the cross country team. We were just the way at, at the at Buffalo Gap, like you all caravan, you drive to every practice. We didn't practice at the school. It was like you go on these back roads, and we. I drove nuts. I was like, oh, my gosh. The Lord was oh. definitely with me because my judgment was poor. Oh, horrible. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, my parents, I can't believe they didn't I did take when my I was license. driving, I mean, I'd be, I'm ashamed to admit it. I mean, if I can't believe, I could have been dead, and I probably speak for a, a lot of us, I could have been dead a hundred times. Yeah. I mean, I look at some of the stuff I did in high school beyond, I mean, they're stupid, and then there's stupid times 10. And I'm just thankful because these are the things you don't think about when you're 16, 17, 18 years old. You're thinking about yourself. Thank God, you know, I'm just looking at my own life. Thank God I never hurt anybody bad because it, it very easily could have happened. And again, thank God it didn't because that'd be hard to live with. Yeah. Small town. <laughs> Some dude told my dad, snitched on me that I was driving. He said, I saw your son driving fast when I first got my license. And I was so mad at this guy. <laughs> Because I, pro I probably was. I literally got a ticket <laughs> the next week going like 27 over the speed limit. Not kidding. That was bad. I can't believe I – yeah, I can't believe they – I will play you guys this rant real quick. I'll make it 10 seconds long. 16-year-olds shouldn't be driving. Yeah. And, and my kids are 16 and they do drive. And I'll be honest, it's because that we're all busy and it, it, it's easier. But let's be – a 16-year-old should not be driving. They have no idea what kind of power – they have oh 16 gosh. year olds shouldn't be driving but yeah. i can't feel that strong about it or i would implement it with my own kids and i don't so maybe i'm just lazy should we <laughs> should we honestly should jd be driving what should we do about this? jd probably with should be driving mustache, i didn't, I didn't get more mature until like 26. i think listen i'm an excellent driver take a couple years out between the bird scooters and uber you can get around austin just fine so Dude, i think i, I I ate it on a bird scooter last time I was Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Hard. Hard. So hard. You I and Spay are scooter accident survivors because uh, yeah. Spay, Spay had a, a pretty bad wreck on one. Not. Really I like bad. those bike taxis at Austin. I always use those. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they're great. All right. The cyclists. Okay. They have full-on mopeds you can rent. All right. This is Flow Transportation Radio Live. Um, <laughs> we. All right. So – that's it on on AJ. Basically, there was obviously no talk of his return in, in terms of anything specific. John, obviously, he basically all he said was he might not. You know, he may not see him this year, but he might. 
You know? <laughs> it kind of sounds like I mean, like part of might. that, they're, they're obviously not talking about it, but uh, I mean, I guess there's just one of the things I thought is when someone pulls you out of a vehicle and it's not because you're injured, right? Because they said he had no broken bones, then likely it's because you're highly concussed of some way, shape, or form and you don't know where you are mm-hmm. and someone has to help you out, you know? So, like, if that's a, and obviously if you hit someone else going head on very fast, uh, that can be a large concussion. And we know small concussions can keep guys out week, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, a big one can be a serious. I, I had a kid that I coached in high school that was out six, eight weeks with one. Yeah. And and the, one of the things I think I saw, maybe it was from AJ's dad, was that, like, you know, there was no real head injury. So, but maybe meaning there's no, like, brain damage, damage. Like, maybe. Yeah. Um, not that there was no concussion. It, it would almost be tough to avoid some sort of concussion when you're yeah. in an accident Going like that. that. Um, so we'll see with, with AJ if he's able to return. It would be, it would be, it would quickly become, you know, the biggest story in wrestling if AJ Ferrari returns. Um, yeah. But for absolutely. right now, I mean, honestly, they're probably not even at a point where they can even make an assessment like for, for a return for like where he is athletically. So anyway, still, still wishing well for AJ and, um, Sai and the the other driver who was involved in the involved in the accident. So as more stuff comes out, we'll keep you posted. But that's kind of all we know for the time. Prayers being. work for yeah, sure. Baby. Amen. Shane, get, get uh, maybe get some of your thoughts on the weekend that was before we move towards uh, Iowa Penn State. Yeah, I heard you guys a little bit uh, uh, this week talking about Michigan Penn State and. You know, with these dual meets, you, know, you, you never really know how they're going to go. I mean, I thought just looking at that match with with Michigan and Penn State, I'm a big believer in momentum in that first match at 125. Mm-hmm. You know, Suriano gets in with a pretty good attack 10 seconds in, and for the most part, you know, didn't really threaten to score again. I believe he got a riding time point, if I remember right. But yeah, I, I just thought Michigan was flat. You know, you know, Penn State was controlling center, Michigan backing up quite a bit. Uh, you know, that with uh, Cole Matten getting injured at 149, that's when the duel was pretty much, you know, it just, it just, the wind was out of the sails and Sean, at, at that point. Yeah. And listen, Andy got like a, so Andy Hamilton got stuck in Michigan, wasn't able to fly out. So he stayed another yep. day there, got some stuff with Coach Goodale Rutgers, and he had a long sit down with Coach Bormet. And Coach Bormet said, it felt like after Matten got hurt and it was, you know, it seemed serious that it really, he felt like that really affected the team and that there, mm-hmm. that took some momentum out of it, which you, you can understand that. And plus also the there's the momentum of, man, can we even win this duel now? Yeah. Plus my buddy just got hurt, hurt, not like, you know, a little thing. So yeah, is there a, an that, update that, on that how bad rough. he is? I feel like it's just a, a inside ankle sprain, which can be really painful and maybe, you know, <laughs> no break or anything. That's what it seems like it w- would have been. I don't know, inside, outside, high, well, and, low. and keep this in mind, too. And, and this is why when you're looking at these top top teams in the country, if you want to win a national title, you the injuries. I mean, a couple weeks before, we've seen it before mm-hmm. with Soriano. You know, whatever year that was when he went down. Penn State, I think, still won that year. But there was yeah. one year Jason Nolf got hurt. I think Jason Nolf might have got hurt on January 26th, actually, if memory serves me correctly, at Rutgers Shea, in the duel. That's, if you remember that date, that's I'll impressive. look it up right now. Is, is look it up. Nurse Van Brill. That, that would, 
That would be wow. It it might wow. have been the twenty sixth of January. I don't know why. I can't tell you ten minutes ago, but I might be. I may or may not be right on this. My point being is one injury is huge, and we're with Michigan at one forty nine. Kane and Store should be back soon. So I mean, if that was a you know if that's Miles Amin or Mason Paris or somebody like that. You're not making those guys up. That's just the reality of it. I, I'm not a big believer in, well, everybody's got to step up a little bit more. I, I think that is like, I just, I, I cringe when people say that. But uh, that might, you know, getting Kane and Storr back, and I obviously wish Matt in the best. But that watching that duel, I'm thinking to myself, the physicality of Division One wrestling, especially in the Big Ten, it just, again, it's so hard to win. It's so because you got to have a million things go right, and if one thing goes wrong, that's it. I mean, that, as far as winning yeah. a national title, I can derail you. It could. Um, man, I will. To... How about how Aaron Brooks staved off that last seat, that last attack for miles? I mean, I'm not sure a Mack truck going 120 miles an hour can knock Aaron Brooks <laughs> over. I mean, that was incredible to me. Incredible. <clears throat> that yeah. Who's the last on that? Who's the last college person to take Aaron Brooks down? Um, he got taken down this year, I think. Um, in a competitive match. Not in a competitive one. Because obviously there's like Aaron Brooks in non-competitive, and he's probably a little loosey-goosey. And then there's Aaron Brooks in a, you know, a Parker, Heidley, uh, Miles Amin type he, match. I don't think he gave up one at NCAAs last year, did he? Well, that's, that's what Cam was saying. And what about Big Tens? Very difficult to take down. I don't think so. Very difficult. He, hey, so, he had a tight match with Nelson Brands because he was – I think he hurt his ankle. He might have been taken down in that match maybe. He had to, I, really? If I remember right, he had to rally yeah, back in that one. He, he trailed did. it. He he wrestled him tough. He may have gotten a takedown. Um, that was a – yeah, 14-8. I'm sure he got two at some point. Um, yeah. That was January 28th, the Van Brill. Yeah. Oh. Two days off. Okay, well, off. Shane. Well, okay. that's close. That's close. Get better. Get better. <laughs> Get better. Way better. How about how about Kirk Elliott? I heading into this oh. season, the most intriguing guy in the Big Ten for me, and I don't even know who I would say was number two. Kirk Elliott was the most intriguing guy, number one recruit in 2019, and I'm trying to remember his path. Was it Minnesota, Oklahoma State, Ohio State? Had some injuries. Well, he actually only I went to Ohio what, State, but he committed to the other two also. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, here, last year he wasn't healthy. Now he's got a, a he's, he's healthy. He's got a year in that Penn State room. I was not surprised, maybe a pinch surprised. That's it. Kirk Elliott is a stud. He's a stud. And I loved what he did. I mean, it, it, it appeared they had him scouted very well. Paris offensively. I just couldn't get on the tracks. But you know what I love? And I... Curious about you guys on this, especially at heavyweights. And Ben, I think Ben, you were a snatch single guy too, right? Mainly, I remember well, you yeah, and freestyle, right? Absolutely, I love snatch singles, singles. To me, yeah. are so especially at that weight class. You're not going on your knees. Snatch a single leg. I, I look at yep. I look at snatch singles like foot sweeps. I don't know why we don't. I love foot sweeps too. Like I you think, don't get caught underneath. Like don't I, don't go on bot. Like stay on your feet if you can. He was yes. quickly if match. Took him down three times. I think he rode him. I, I think the feel uh, necessary for a, for this a foot sweep is is really the the feel you have to have is like it's something that looks really simple when someone really good at it does it. But like 
I think developing yeah. that feel, not everyone can do it. And then with snatch singles are so that's something you can drill and it's really easy. But like I feel like the timing required, like we saw Kirkley sure. had. I think that's the hard part. And I, I remember I've asked but, Ben about this, and Ben, you've always talked about like just having an understanding of the timing. Yeah. Like well, the, the other thing, the other thing. thing on a high single specifically, and if we're talking specifically heavyweight, it's even uh, a high to a higher percentage. <laughs> is that um, you can try them a lot with very little risk, right? And that, that that's a big factor. So we our, our risk award are, is 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 good because while the reward may not be good, while I might have to try six or eight or ten times to get his leg, the risk is very low, right? And then in addition to that, I'm generally going to keep him pretty off. If I'm actually making good attempts, I'm going to keep him off balance um, and not let them get back into me. If I get close and he sprawls, I can come right up to an underhook or a seatbelt. Um, so, so if you once you understand that there's uh, there's a lot of benefit. It is hard. I, I, I always say uh, really, really short people and or um, up, upper weights, right? And the middle weights, it just doesn't work nearly as much. There's been a couple guys, but not very many. Yeah, with foot sweeps, I always think about Cole Conrad. I mean, in, in the last 20 years, his was money. Mako. Mako, too. Was I mean, Mako was the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm getting confused. Conrad yeah, Mako, foot sweep? He did a couple times, but not, not to the not okay. to Mako Mako did. was, like, known for it. Very, okay. Mako was a foot sweep legend. Yeah. I do think uh, – um, He had a judo background. I do yeah. think though this is I mean this is what I I I, uh, I just went off on this on, on the mental Monday that I did is just like college guys there's three things that they love to do uh, I, don't, I don't know just about something about being like an 18 and 23 year old male uh, toughness conditioning and strength but it's easy to, I don't want to say max them out but it's easy to get to a point where you're not going to get very many returns on them. Right where you're maybe going to get a little bit stronger, a little bit in better shape. Which it's important to do that, obviously. But where you can make the huge gains is technique. And so, like to your point, Shane, if a heavyweight, if if they took the time to develop a foot sweep and they could, that would be beneficial. If they took the time to develop a high single, that would be really beneficial. So, like adding new technique to your arsenal is where you're going to get the biggest returns as a college athlete. But most college athletes lock into kind of what they do and they just try to do what they do better. As opposed to saying, "Hey, I have five years here. Let me add some new, new wrinkles to my game." You know, there's a sneaky, decent little foot sweep that he only kind of hits against lesser opponents. But Marinelli, yeah, when he cuts him, yeah, Marinelli's got a good one. It. I like the foot prop for heavyweights, not sweep, but the prop where you just kind of like trip Dro- him over drop it, your off foot balance. and then just like yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's kind of a foot sweep still. I mean, because you can do it from a tight. I mean, I find obviously so Mako would do it from a collar tie. I find foot sweeps to be really effective from overhook, underhook, two-on-one type situations, right? Where I'm in tight and I'm pushing, I get them to push back, and then boom, and I time it right, I put them on their ass. Um, yeah. That That's really nice. And then, um, but yeah, I think it's something that, especially heavyweights, because there there is limited, because the risk of going underneath a heavyweight is, is re- relatively large, right? as compared to the other weight classes. So developing some of those high-level attacks is hugely beneficial. A couple other foot sweep shout-outs. Alan Gelagayev, cool. who I always oh, shout-out. Yeah, great he one. would hit this. Him and he and Helen Maroulis hit the similar foot sweep tie. where they do the overtie <laughs> slide by, yep. and then they come back with the foot right, sweep. It is like good one. It's beautiful. Very so good beautiful. One. And then uh, you know who, who else is Gelagayev? 
Rando is because uh, my high, my buddy coach in my high school is Ivan Lopachansky. He wrestled. Oh for, yeah, for, yeah, uh, from Purdue. He sick he's yeah. he's la- I think he's Purdue's last All American. He was. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, I believe he was. He was at, I think, UNC Greensboro before those fools cut their program. He was I a think you're right. Yes, he was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Shout out J.P. Reese. And shout out to J.P. Reese also. That was, that was his coach, who's my, who's my college teammate. J.P. Reese, you know, he, he, he was doing good. He was almost to the top. Was he did him or Kevin were on top of the Mizzou pins list? And then I blew past it as a sophomore, I think. Oh, wow. And Very I, disrespectful. Yeah. Very yeah. disrespectful, Ben. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk some Iowa-Penn State. J.D. had the idea that it was good to talk about some of our favorite Iowa-Penn State historical moments um, over the last, you know, 10, 11 years, you know. And I could go back to, like, Brands beating Jeff Prescott or anything. Although, oh, that, like, was, ooh, a that was a good match. That was a beatdown. <laughs> that was a dismembering of sorts. That's uh, where one of the best lines ever, competitor supreme, when he goes, I, I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck, and I love that kind of match. That was a great Brad's quote. Yep, <laughs> yep, competitor supreme. Okay, so um, maybe we can do a little roundtable. I have a lot of favorites. I just remembered one this yeah. morning. Um, Hold okay. I'll I'm going to say you guys, I, I don't know. I you, Listen, I don't know what it is about, but I don't have these memories like you do guys. Like, you guys start going off on the text thread last night, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, once you say it, I remember it. But I, mm-hmm. I, I can't bring them up, uh, kind of quite like you guys do. So uh, you guys might be a little more heavy in this segment than me. Yeah, I'm. So we're in the middle of this conversation. We're talking about Iowa, Penn State. I look over <laughs> at JD's computer. He has just Uh-oh. searched "birds aren't real." Guy throws up on news. That's what he's googling right now. I'm trying to talk about the biggest duel. What does that even mean? He's googling "birds aren't real." I don't. I don't want any explanation. I don't want to know. Just saying, look into it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Is this an alien hour? Are we doing no. an alien hour because we haven't had this? One could in be six an alien months, hour. Christian. It could be. We haven't had one in six months. I can't believe. Dag on it, Bracky. <laughs> Is that a, are they CIA spying devices or something? I allowed the Avril Lavigne. Government's always Britney, watching. Britney Spears, but this guy's saying birds aren't real. Okay. I'm just saying, look into it. If birds aren't real, then what was the stupid pet parakeet that my brother killed back in, like, you know, 1998? <laughs> oh. What was the deal with that? All right. Government was fine. All right. Wow, we had one in our house. Okay. Moving on. Ben wow. can't remember the things till we bring them up. So let's start with Shane. Shane had a couple good ones. Um, but what, what are some of your favorite Iowa Penn State moments? I'll start with some of the uh, the less obvious ones. Now, when I was looking at these the, the last 10 years, the one thing that stood out to me first was for both Penn State and Iowa wrestlers, they're inside Carver Hawkeye. Like if, if you look at if you look at like the top eight, nine moments, most of them are inside Carver. A couple that come to mind for me that again, maybe not as obvious. Bo Nickel pinning Brooks in the splatel, 38 seconds, first period. Bo's got the ear. You know, that 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 one stood out. Watch, um, yeah. You watch that one again. Oh, we got uh, we can it. Play it. Kale is Kale gets so mad at Bo for like kind of showboating a little bit. Watch Kale after the pin. He <laughs> he cannot stand. I love it. So nice single Man, leg. The way hold on, pause that. The way Bo does that with uh keeping the pressure when when Sammy Brooks had his ankle right there, the way that's, Bo was able to keep yeah. the pressure on is just like crazy because that's very hard to do. Once again, if you're listening on Apple, 
switch to Spotify. Switch Sorry. to Spotify. Yeah, you, so you can, can go watch this. video of this. this oh he's so God. super oh, pinned. Oh, he's so pinned. All right, now watch. Yeah, that was... Watch Kale. Right there. <laughs> he didn't even showboat. All he did was jump up. Look and at him. Point at him. <laughs> Maybe he's saying, yeah, you no, pinned him. Kale, he's not. He why gives can't it... they have some fun, Kale? Why no, can't he they gives have it to him. He gives it to him. He did not. It's funny. Um, he probably didn't want a team point taken. Yeah, maybe that because of that headgear. Oh, that was Bo. Great job, Bo. Good great. celebration. Great nice job. touch. I love the back and forth on Twitter that I've seen with, with, with some of these guys that have had the big moments. What do they call it? Take your kid to work day? You see that oh, some man. back and forth at like Ramos and Nickel. I love it. I love it. I love it when the former athletes get involved in this stuff too. I just think it's good. You know, it's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I stopped you there, but I did want to talk about that moment. So keep going, though, Shane. You have more. Uh, another one, and I'm just looking at dual meets, but this one becomes a little bit, you know, broader scope because Sorensen and Rutherford wrestled a lot, and usually Rutherford was able to control matches, but the one that was really close, 9-8, if I remember right, it might have been he almost got Carver that we just looked at. 9-8 decided to get Carver. It was. I think it might yeah. have been tiebreakers even. I think um, it was tiebreaker two in that one. Mm-hmm. And we have a clip of that one. Zane, too. listen, that's this is Rutherford Sorensen, and Zane was chosen. Carver had spoken. They said, it's not your day today, Zane. And Zane defied the gods. It oh, was geez. it was crazy. It was his time to get Carvered. Everything happened. He got taken down, I think, three times, which was sort of an unthinkable thing at that time. This guy was yeah. he was a returning champ. I think he had either teched or pinned Sorensen the last time, or maybe it was a major in the NCAA finals yeah. the last time they met. And then here, he he does, I mean, Sorensen wrestled him tougher than really anyone wrestled Zane again throughout his career. No one ever got close again. I got a again. question for you guys. I watched last night this documentary that Big Ten Network's having on on Friday night with the, the, the brand story. And just watching the highlights of those guys, it made me think. And it's so fun to watch. And I remember being in high school, the brands were killing it at Iowa, part of those great teams in the early 90s. And I, I'm watching this video. I'm getting fired up because those guys were just hard wrestling nonstop, one inch in the circle, bam, they're still getting after it. And I thought to myself, who reminds me the most of Tom and Terry brands? Again, like the last 10 years, you know, top of mind, and Zane Rutherford was my guy. And here's why I came up with Rutherford. Nickel, Nolf, Taylor, those guys were more like, um, you know, a little funky, just had some, you know, just a little bit different style. Rutherford, like Tom and Terry, mauled you. And was what about, so what about intense. Metcalf, though? Well, yeah, Me- I think yeah, Me- and Me- and I was talking to Andy Hamilton. He he agreed with Rutherford, and then he mentioned Metcalf. Absolutely, Th- those two guys. But I-, I actually came up with Rutherford first. But Metcalf uh. would would fit the mold too. For me, Zane is is in a different sort of class because so much of it was top. And uh, yeah. with Tom, if you watch Tom and Terry, it was just a neutral bludgeoning, hand Gosh. fighting in your face. <laughs> so many takedowns, so much in your face. Whereas Zane, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think the better comparison is probably Metcalf. If you're looking stylistically, yeah, but certainly yeah, he was I'd a he, he was a dominator in that way for sure. Those guys, though, and that's what I like about some of these matches too, guys. When you look at when we go through this, there's another thing that that really stood out. And I'm not going to write. I'm not going to steal all the thunder on on all these memories. Steal, steal the thunder, baby. The other thing that's interesting is when we go through some of these matches, points are scored. Points. 
9-8, Rutherford and Sorensen. We'll talk about Cameron Hall. I think that was 11 to six. Ramos with the pins. Guys scored points, and that's that's what I want to see on Friday. Go out and let it go. I do not want to, guys. I'll give you my worst nightmare that came. One of my th- this last Sunday, I'm doing Purdue, Wisconsin. We have technical difficulties on the Big Ten. There's no sound, no sound, none, and I have to broadcast it by myself. And the first match I do is at 174. And of course, the wrestling gods. What do they hand me? A one-one, a sudden victory. Seven minutes of wrestling, probably six minutes and 45 seconds of nothing. And I so bad want to be like, I, I want to tell people, go get something to eat. If you got to do something, do it now. Because I no, like I want to see guys I think wrestle. You should just say it, Shane. Yeah, Shane, you should I say it. I say it. Just say it. Like, call it what it is. It's it. like, just come on, guys. Come on. Like, you know, let's Shane, go. You know, this doesn't Shane, happen in freestyle. Hot take. I love it. Freestyle, we don't get seven seven oh, minutes of nothing. Stop running your angle. Stop running your angle. Right. Let's yeah. talk about yeah. what we're talking it's, about. It could be six minutes, but it won't be seven. And we darn sure aren't going to extend the pain. The pain will not be extended. It will be oh, mercilessly geez. in. Here, here, and here's at six what I was minutes. thinking. I, I was in Iowa City on Saturday doing a basketball basketball game. Penn State Iowa basketball game. And it was exciting. Like there's it's fun. And then, of course, he got the football on on, on Saturday and Sunday, which was amazing. Mm. And and I love wrestling, but it, it and I hate to say it because I feel like guilty saying it. But it's like some of these matches, whether it's freestyle, folk style, Greco, and that's why I've always said this: it's not the style, it's the wrestler. Ben Askren scored points no matter what. David Taylor, Kyle Bring Snyder, Kyle. Jason Nall, Rutherford. These got Nick Lee. They score points regardless of style. Score points and make it exciting. I know you need to win, but there's a different. I, I just I do not want to watch any more one-one matches of sudden victory. If I never see another one in my life, I'll be fine. Well, it's I think just, we need. Oh, we need a, man. Yeah, it's time the NCA uh, figured it out. They need a trap door, and then if it, if things are bad, oh. the match just opens up and they just get sucked into the into the floor, and then the match is over. <clears throat> It's very, almost like if you're reasonable. doing a wrestling, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm talking tongue in cheek here, but if it's 0-0 in the first period, match is done. It's <laughs> over. Move on to the next way. Like, let's get some guys out here that want to go. Get, uh, nobody wants to watch it. It's, both you talk, we always talk about, like, growing the sport, growing the sport, growing the sport. You want to kill it? You want to kill it? Have have one one matches after uh, six, seven minutes. And oh, imagine man. if you knew after three minutes, as a fan, guys would be sucked into the into the basement with a trap door, Shane. I feel like you well, kind of glossed over this, my idea. And I think I, I think I speak for all of us. A lot of matches when they're zero zero after the first three period or one first three minutes, you know, okay, each guy is going to get a quick escape, and we're going to spend the better part of the next four minutes in the same spot. And it's yeah. brutal. It's brutal. I love it. So I great. love the big you memories that we're talking no about right it. now are big points. Yep. Okay. Um, so one of my favorite moments I remember this morning was the Mike Evans uh Matt Brown scramble at no, the end. We want to talk about boring wrestlers. Hold on. But Mike this, Evans is all time. This was their one moment. This is <laughs> their one shining moment. <laughs> this is a, a crazy, crazy scramble. Um, okay. Where he looks pretty dead. You just watch. Maybe you'll even appreciate it, Mr. Ben. Okay, I like this. Okay, so he's good draped here. Out, So 
Brown has him completely draped. He's in big trouble. Evan's looking for the ankle. Good. Oh, he's holding the ankle. He's got to keep weight on the ankle. Keep weight on the ankle. Don't let him pull it out. Oh, it's hard. He's got it. He's too high. He's going to get the ankle pulled out. Oh, man. Yeah, he's not going to win this. He's got can't get weight because once the ankle's outside the body, you can't get weight on it. Oh. Um, and what's oh. missing here is oh, the insane man. audio. And pause it right there. You can see people uh, going nuts. So in the background, what you see uh, here, let it play a little bit. You can let it go. And I'll tell you, on you the can, right, on the right, pause it right now. To the right of Kale on your screen, there's young Thomas Gilman in the background. There's a that guy right there. Corey uh, and Corey Clark's there, and Sammy Brooks is there. They're just in street clothes. I guess they just had the. Connor there he Ryan. is to the right. Gilman's got the glasses mm -hmm. on. His uh, future brother-in-law. His. That's right. Yeah, Wait, Mike Evans. Who married who? Mike. Uh, Thomas married Mike Evans' sister. Got it. Mike Evans uh, might have a lower takedown per minute percentage than almost anyone in Iowa history, though. All right. All right, dude. Wait, well, listen. We can, we can talk about boring wrestling, but I can't call a spade a spade. Mike Evans could get a takedown class in that time. Had some tough guys with Evans, Brown, and It was awful Logan wrestling. Story, it was always one Robert on one. It, yeah, there was a lot of all tight. A lot of them had a lot no of three offense. Twos. A lot of them had no offense. Listen, I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just stating facts. They didn't score a lot of takedowns, Christian Piles. I lie. Sorry I don't disagree. I don't people. disagree. Robert Kokesh, okay. he went. Let's he go. wrestled. He wrestled. He was. Uh, he he was, was tough. Robert was, Kokesh is on my on my list of last ten years in the Big Ten. Pure toughness. He's it's a very long list. list. Uh, all right, all right, all right. What's next uh, memory? Next memory. So a couple other memories I can rifle through. Gulaban beating Clark at Bryce Jordan Center was like pretty crazy looking. They had this crazy light effect thing. I just remember that very vividly. Chinzo, uh, there's Chinzo Marinelli. Marinelli, a couple because they had two of them yes. in duels. So Bull puts Chinzo on his back at, at I think it was at Bryce Jordan Center. Bryce Carney was down five to three, yeah. six point move in the third. And then in Carver, they basically locked up the entire match yes. and. Chenzo, when Bull stepped in, Chenzo kind of, he threw him straight to his back. Bull fights off his back. But then it's like, even though Alex never got like within a takedown quite, except for like the very end, there were so many times they were locked up and they were in like positions. It was definitely like there was a feet to back danger, like multiple times after Marinelli was tra trailing. So that was crazy. You Those had, guys were awesome. You had, um, and then right after that, it was like, okay, the duel's over because. You had already had DeSanto giving up pinpoints to Roman, and then Bull loses to Chinzo. You're like, that's it. And then Mark Hall comes out and bombs Kimmer so hard yeah. that he throws him oh, through, and then Kimmer ends up winning the duel. It was it was a crazy, crazy duel. Um, it was crazy. So those are those are some of the the most vivid memories. Alex Meyer being Mark Hall was very yeah. surprising to me. I remember being stunned so by surprising. that. I, I that really was was shocking to me. Um, I think in that duel, Gilman beat Soriano too, if I remember right. He did three two. Yep. But but you bring and, up a, a real good point, Christian. I was thinking about this going through some notes. If you would have told us that uh, Penn State gets six at one thirty three and Marinelli loses, the, the path to victory. I don't know where it is. I don't know how to how that path leads. Yeah. And they won it. 
They did. They did. They had, and it had to be Kemmer, and he was he was really the hero for for that duel. And also the two uh, other ones that were you know a couple of years ago. These would have been the first ones off our heads, but maybe just the passage of time. But Ramos pinning. Yo, Ramos Gu- Gulaban and Conaway in back-to-back years, basically he went, in identical uh, fashion. Three. He went back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Well, yeah, but the first, yeah. But the first year, I don't think he, it was like Frank Martellotti, maybe. But It, it uh, but, was. Okay. So, but then Gulaban <clears throat> and Conaway were all American, and he pinned them both. It was huge for the duel. And the place went so insane. Well, yeah. Double rainbow. Last night, I'm watching highlights. That- I got my my old my my son Logan. He's a senior in high school. He likes wrestling, but he doesn't wrestle. But he pays attention to it. And I'm getting fired up. I got the the highlight video on, and we're watching Ramos. I'm like, what the heck? I go, we need to meet this guy in the flesh. I Facetime Ramos last night. He takes the call. <laughs> I introduced him to my son. I'm like, Tony, we're we're watching these videos, and then I, I'm like, rank these things. And he said that that he'd rank uh, the Conway one number one. Jordan Oliver, number two, and then Gulaban, number three. And he made, I, I think, I don't want to get this wrong, but Tony told me, like, his brother had the joke that when if Gulaban and, and Conway were on the bus together, they'd, like, look at each other and be like, hey, don't worry about it. Same thing happened to me. You know, because yeah. it was it was pretty <laughs> much the, the same move. And what's so big here, guys, and I know we're going to dive into this duel, but when, when Ramos pinned uh, Conway... That was in February of 2013. The match before that, McDonough Mega Lutus, 2-1, first tiebreaker. Mega or uh, McDonough escapes. The place goes crazy. Ramos comes out and then pins uh, Conaway. They're up 9-0. They never look back. I'm big in the throw in the first punch. And that's why if this match starts at 125, and I'm hoping it does, and it seems like they always do. Yeah. We can sit and analyze this match forever and bait. You know, you don't quite know how it's going to go. But 125 pounds tomorrow night or on, on Friday night, I think that match is going to be huge in deciding who wins this duel. Huge. Because if Iowa doesn't win it, if they don't win 125, they very, they, they could lose 33 and 41. Now they're down maybe 9 nothing. The crowd's out of it. But if Ayala can be the be the match that starts the fire, get that momentum going, I think that match is huge on Friday night at 125. What a position for Drake Ayala. True yeah. freshman, turned 19 years old in October. He'll be in front of, this might be the largest crowd ever inside Carver. I mean, I think he'll fit everybody they can in that place. Mm-hmm. Back in black will be playing. That place is going to be spectacular. What a What a cool moment for Ayala. Yeah, so here's how I kind of think about the duel, and we can get into like a match-by-match thing. For for Iowa, there's a couple things that have to happen. You've got to win 49-57-65. I don't think yeah, there's yeah. any scenario you win the duel without getting those three, and you're favored in those three. Max Mirren just needs to be better than Bo Bartlett right now. Caleb Young has to be Barraclaw or Negron. And hold on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have to. It's but the most likely, yeah. They they need those three, okay? Sure. They need those three. I mean, if 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 Marinelli's not beating Berge right now, if if Caleb Young is not being Terrell Baraclaw or or Tony Negron, and if Max Mirren can't Bear be Bo Claw. Bartlett, 
think about the what that means about the other matches, right? They just have yeah, to have those. It's going to get ugly if that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or could. Okay. So this is I'm talking. Look, Iowa's the underdogs here. They've got to get those three, and then now you need some combination of two or three from 25, which I think is winnable. 33, you've literally won that match. 41, you've literally won that match. 74, you've won that match. 84, I don't think so. I don't think that's in the conversation. Okay. 97, a chance, small one, or heavyweight. You've won that match. Really? I, I, so I think, the, I think the 97, I, I want to say more than small. I want to say like uh, 65, 35, so somewhere in there. Like I think okay. Warner has a reasonable chance to sneak one out. I I would probably not really disagree strongly. I'd probably say 70, okay. 30 for that. 97, okay. to me, yeah, guys, if, close. If, you, if you guys are doing like confidence – like one point for least confident, 10 points for most confidence. 197 might be, at least for me, 197 is a low number. Like that, that match, that, that really? one can go. Yeah. I, Warner, what do you, low, low number, to, low number as opposed to what? Like you're talking percentage chance Warner wins or what, what do you mean? He has no, low no, confidence in like, who's going to win. Like the least confident I am in any match. Like 197 to me is about as much of a coin toss as they get. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't say. Yeah, I feel like Beard has an advantage, but um, it's Dean. It's D- Dean's the yeah, but he, uh, Dean didn't look great last weekend. That's the thing, right? He he went to overtime with Brucky, who you could definitely see Warner beating Brucky for sure, mm-hmm. and he lost to Caffey. And I'm sure I I don't know. I have to look it up. I'm sure Warner's beaten Caffey before. Michael or uh, Michael Beard beat Cam Caffey at Scuffle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I would assume it's Dean. Yeah, it's gonna be Dean. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, the guy. I, I just what what is the path? So let's think about one ninety seven. How do you if let's say Warner wins? What do you think the match looks like? Does he ride Max? Does he he gets get, get yeah. a go behind? He gets to go. It's a, it's a one one, and he gets to go behind in the third. Something to that effect. Yeah. Okay. It'll be close. Yeah, I mean, it'll maybe be close. that's reasonable. I'm, yeah, he he's not going to take any risks. Uh, he's not going to take too many risks. He, Warner, he never does. Um, he's generally really good off bottom. He almost never, ever gets ridden. Um, he's generally True. pretty tough on top, so the riding time's probably going to go too far in either direction. Um, so, yeah, it's a one-to-one. It's a, it's a one-takedown match. It's kind of how I see it. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the other chance would be that somehow Dean gets a takedown early and then rides him for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I could see that potentially happening, and Warner hasn't looked great in third period, so him coming back is probably not all that likely. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably the probably most likely scenario, one-to-one, no ride time. Dean gets a takedown in the third, but that could go the other direction. Yeah. So for for Iowa, they've got the three musts, the three where they're the biggest favorites, and then of those other six matches, they need two to three of those. Probably probably going to yeah. need three because I don't see bonus be being uh, them getting much bonus in this in this duel. So it's the path is winnable, but um, so. Let me ask you this question, Christian. If you had to pick one match, can go e- either way in this duel where bonus is the most likely, which match are you taking? Well, I think you probably have to say Aaron Brooks over Abe, okay. even though I would be sort of surprised if he got the major there. Yeah. I kind of would. I kind of feel like it's a – well, they've wrestled, and I don't think it was a major. They were 7-4? Two, two years ago. <clears throat> and Abe's yeah. looking pretty solid. I would not be shocked. You wouldn't be shocked if he majored him? Yeah, I don't know. Or if he didn't major him. So do you think that's the most did. likely? I wouldn't be shocked either way. Okay. Yeah. So you guys think it's, I mean, obviously, I think Aaron's the most likely to win. 
but is he the most likely to get bonus? Because you know, like I think you so. know, a, a Nick Lee Ironman, like Nick Lee is a great bonuser, and maybe you know if Ironman makes one mistake and goes on his back, you know, we're talking there's there's a he's got to pile up a few more points, or is it RBY DeSanto because we've seen that bonus happen before? You know, right, like yeah. I'm thinking about where could this happen because the likelihood that we're going to go ten matches, zero bonus, there's a that's a really small number. You know, if you're betting on that, that's really unlikely. So where's it going to happen? I still think it's more likely that Brooks gets a major. Caleb Young could maybe sneak out a major mm-hmm. against Negron or Bearclaw. Really? I mean, possibly. Bearclaw's wrestling tough, bro. I know. I yeah. Well, guys, I'm I don't not think saying we're it's see like, a major. I, I don't. I would. I would none, say. I mean, zero bonus. I, I, it'll happen somewhere. So there's going to be a I bonus mean, if, point. If, if, yeah. <laughs> Caleb yeah, Young's I, got 36% bonus over his career. That's not a... Yeah, well, we're picking places where it could happen. I don't think it will, but... Uh, honestly, Ben, you you guys say whatever you want, and maybe this is crazy, but I my mind went to 41. That's where I went to. I, th- I, think, I think the way... Listen, the, look how Jaden's wrestled this year so far. I know that yeah. he beat him. He beat Nick soundly at Big Tens, and it was an overtime loss in the NCAA Finals. But this man is having minor miracles beating Ryan Jack, who lost to last week, checks notes. I have no idea who that was. He lost to someone. I can't remember his name. So that's kind of where Ironman yeah. is. So Ironman's going to have to be a different person than he's been this year to yeah. to beat Nick Lee. To and beat him, but he's not going to have to be a different guy to not give up bonus. I agree. I agree. But uh, That's one of those that could turn – that one could turn fast. Yes. One bad scramble or, you know, something to that effect. And also, but you know, by the same token, you know, Ironman. Nick Lee leaves Ironman his head a little win. too close to his knee. All right, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. too. Or Lee leaves his head a little too close that, to his knee. That's why I'm saying, like, Jaden is a crazy wrestler who can pin guys. Like, could he lock up one exchange and, and do it? I think maybe that's unlikely. Maybe I'm talking myself out of bonus in this match. But my head went there. And there's skill disparity matches, and then there's just ones where like something crazy is is sort of likely to happen. And I think that's yeah, where I'm I mean, at with like Murin Bartlett. Murin is uh, um, significantly better, but the chances he get bonus <laughs> they're close to zero. We're talking like four percent. It's ben, a small. Do you know the total number of points in that he match is, is going to be under seven. That's he is I'm not saying. under eight. Four percent chance. Ben, he 4%. is not significantly better than Bo Bartlett. I think you're. I believe that no, will be. Is. He is. It's sig- just not, I don't think it's significant. If they wrestled a lot of times, I'm telling you, if they wrestled a lot of times, they're all going to be like one or two points. But Max yeah. Murin's going to win a, a big number of them. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, listen, you know I know I you. Like I his... know you're. No, Christian is the driver of the Bo Bartlett fan bus, and <laughs> from from a points perspective, they are all going to be competitive. I just don't think Bo's going to win a lot of them. Okay. I think a it's lot. Gonna be a small number. I'll say this. Between now and NCAAs, Bo Bartlett will either A, beat Max. Let's make a bet. Bo Bartlett will either A, beat Max Murin head up or outplace him at Big Tens or NCAAs. One of those will happen. This year. This I'm saying this year. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Okay. Now, obviously, injuries, if there's an injury, it's, it's a wash somewhere. Oh, well, I don't know what that actually means. At like... If one There's of them were to get injury, injury early round of medical tens. forfeit, okay. Yeah, say Mirren gets the semis of the Big Tens and injury defaults all the way to sixth, and then Bo ends up taking fifth. And if and if 
Max beats Bo, and Bo wasn't actually trying that to wash too. That wouldn't count in this for this debate. Nick Stemmett Claus. Nick Stemmett Claus. Are you guys uh, betting a uh, Huey Lewis greatest hit CD on this yeah. one or what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, settle settle the famous New Jersey debate that I wasn't aware of. Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen, Shane? Well, it's New York for uh, New this, Jersey. Oh, New York for New Jersey. I, I've seen both in concerts. I appreciate Bruce Springsteen's effort. He'll give you three hours sweat through about four or five shirts. But to me, it's not even close. <laughs> Billy Joel, major decision. Billy wow. Joel, major decision. Yeah. Uh, Man, that I'm would be Carmen would be rocking. I'm a big piano guy. I'll take I'll take Billy Joel okay. and his piano over Springsteen and his guitar. Just preference. Okay. There it is. All right. I, I you know I would have I would have I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it, Shane. Um, all right, let's get into it. 25, Ayala Hildebrandt. This one is really tough to handicap. Are we doing yeah. those now? The hand- I, no, let's just do the dual preview. We can do the, the pick-ems tomorrow for the... So, I think Hildebrandt is an interesting kind of matchup for Drake because if you see the guys that have given that beaten Drake this year, Malik and Pat, I don't know if Drew does those things. I don't know if he's the quick strike, get to the leg and finish type of guy. Like Malik definitely is. Malik is fast to the leg and gets in good position. And even Pat, I think, is a little underrated with his ability to like dart in and get in and then just kind of lift him off his feet. Is Drew going to be able to do that? Is Drew going to be able to get in deep enough? Is he going to give himself enough opportunities to get in deep enough? I think Ayala matches up better here. This may sound weird than even like uh, than even McKee or or Heinzelman. What do you guys think? Um. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think Hildebrandt would win in the in the same manner. But um, he's tough. You know, as we saw against Soriano, and I th- I think it could be uh, slow slow the pace down type match, kind of like he did against Soriano, and then score one takedown and or ride because he's he's you know historically been pretty tough on top. And mm-hmm. Ayala had he's not he's not as bad on bottom as some people make him out to be. Um, but he hasn't been great off bottom at all times. Is that the case? He got didn't he get ridden by? Um, he got ridden for a while by uh, Pat. Pat, yes. I'm trying to think. He's got out in, a couple times, but he has yeah. got ridden for a while also. Okay. Yeah, I guess that maybe in the duel it, uh, in Carver that was when he got ridden. And you did guys he get are talking for about uh, Ayala. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think didn't. Uh... Was it at the Southern Scuffle where he gave up a third period takedown and, and a ride out? Yeah. I yeah, believe maybe so. Well, he got ridden by Alan Hart. Or Alan Hart. Um, certain. He got ridden super hard by Noah Certain early in the match, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't escape the, the first one that he or came second back and won it. He came yeah, back. It was and a crazy no, one. Noah Certain right. fell apart. Yeah. But uh, um, he, he did get can... ridden. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, it breaks my heart. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, he got ridden hard in the first and second period. So while he's been, he's not as bad as some people make him out to be on bottom. He has got ridden for significant portions of time. So you know, I think that's Hildebrand's path to victory—a takedown and a, a ride—and then just, you know, he's obviously better defensively than say a Noah Certain or something like that. Who do you think wins this match, Ben? I'm gonna say actually say Ayala. I think so too. Yeah, I, I think Drake's. Well, you, you big, ride for Drake. You ride for Drake. You ride for Drake. I I think Drake. I do think Drake wins. I think they they do need it. Um, it's they not a it. must. It's not a must win. But you just said they need it. They need it. 
but it's not a must win. I mean, it's going to certainly... They don't have... They, listen, they don't have to have this match to win the duel, but it's... It, it would help. It gets a lot tougher, and yeah. I think... You know, I don't know where I fall on the whole momentum thing because all it takes is one thing to turn... Listen, the momentum thing, it kind of misses me because you never lost more momentum than when Alex Marinelli loses to Vincenzo Joseph at Carver Hawkeye Arena, and... Kimmer just comes out and reversed the momentum and just won the match. So I don't, I don't know. Shane, Ben, would you rather be the like Hawkeye and Carver in at home or like the bad guy that gets the silence Carver? Bad guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Listen, Jim, Jim Gibbons. Easy for he, he told me something once that that I was like, wow. He said that uh, when you rest, like a lot of times, if you're in that first or, or in that second half of matches that he would suggest not bringing those guys out because the the crowd and that environments will weigh you down. And then by the time you compete, it sucks some energy out of you. Yeah. Like he, he, th- that crowd is something. And that's where I'm going to disagree on the momentum, As, especially in this duel. If, if I will lose as those first three and they're down nine, nothing, I think it's going to be tough to come back. I, I yeah. think it does matter. You're right; it can change, but there's a if Ayala can light that spark, I I think that is a I cannot tell you if you can't already tell how big I think that first match is at 125. I think it's huge, and I think I think for Iowa, it's not even about can he win this match. I think it's further cementing. Okay, where is where does Drake actually fit? Because I think we're getting a better idea of where. But, okay, he lost to Heinzelman. Those are the matches you're going to need to win. That's a round of 12 kind of match that he's going to have to win to be an All-American. Can he get? Can he beat a Drew Hildebrandt, who was fourth last year, who had a really competitive match with Nick Suriano? Um, yeah, so yeah, they're going to need it. 33? Man, I think we, we've oh, seen let me it. Tell you, I picked IL, but I think it's, to me, it, it is close to a coin flip, just so we're clear on that. That yeah, might be it's, my it's a, it is. coin flip match. Okay. I'll, I'll call it a flip. Now, here's this is probably not a coin flip. Um, I don't think it's a coin flip. Austin DeSanto versus Roman Bravo Young. You know, Austin won the first two meetings, Roman's true freshman year, and hasn't hasn't beaten him since. They had a really close one at Big Tens the next year. Um, what is there another, like, NCAA rivalry that we've seen the momentum switch so much to the other side? Like, DeSanto won the first yeah, two meetings, and really. now very few people outside of Iowa – I, I think would pick DeSanto. I'm not sure there's a comparable. And most people are confident in that pick with RBY. Super I mean, confident. Because, and here's why people are so confident. It's because you know exactly where the match is going to go. You know Austin's going to shoot. You know the shot that Austin's probably going to going to put his hand behind his back. Uh, right? You just, you just kind of know the tactics that Roman's going to use, and you know the tactics Austin's going to use. And Austin's going to get to single. And he's going to probably try to drape or, or, or do the same finishes, and Roman's going to try to counter. And it's until Austin shows he can finish his attack on Roman, it's hard to say, see how he will win the match. He's done it before, but since the adjustments have been made, Austin has not been able to make to figure that out. Yeah. I, I think that's I, what gives people confidence. The, the thing with RBY, too. And, man, did he impress me against Ragusan in Michigan. And we saw it with him against Dayton Fix. Roman Bravo Young, he is so good on his feet. 
I mean, he's so slick, the footwork. He's incredible on his feet. And he's also incredible on top. Like, he is, he has become, and I don't remember, guys, if this was ever a debate with you guys. I thought it was. I don't want to start up a whole other topic. But anybody that says people don't develop at Penn State, that's a, an argument that I'd love to get involved in. Chase, Roman Chase, Bravo Young I, I has gotten so much better. And you can go back and listen to that because I already outlined that perfectly. Everyone's in agreement. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So but I'm not saying if it's you guys, maybe if it's other people. Oh, no, it, well, it was me. Roman, it was me. And that idiot on Twitter misquoted me. And you took him at, uh, you took him for uh, what he said. And you shouldn't do that on Twitter because there's a lot of idiots on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> mostly. So, because it's mostly an athlete, not a bird. My, my point is, Roman Bravo Young has gotten so much better since he's got there. He was good when he got there. He's great. Yeah, Ro- Roman. I mean, sure. look at his top work. He was he was just a pretty much a takedown guy, and now he's tilted. He tilted Ragason. He's getting turns on top. Yeah, he's but he gotten... doesn't make it. He doesn't make it into the all timer category. No, not at this okay. point. Um, not at this point. He has and two I more mean, years, but it's it's unlikely he's going to get to the to that top five yeah. strata. Yes, for for Penn State. Um, but yeah, he has gotten a lot better on top, and that could. Austin is good underneath. You know, he's he had the one Delavecchio crazy match in the round of twelve, but by and large, he's he's solid and can get away. Uh, so I, you know, I don't think he'll turn Austin, but it's it's hard for me to see how yeah. how Austin gets the win here. It seems well, the, like a the, I Roman mean, decision. More, when we're talking about development, I kind of brought this point up earlier, is the, where you're going to get the most return on your investment in development um, is technique. W- what new techniques does Austin DeSanto do that he didn't do two years ago? You know what I'm saying? Like, what else has he brought to the table? Mm. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think the answer is nothing, right? So it's like, well, RBY, once you figure them out... Right? When two guys are going back and forth, if one guy figures the other guy out, the only way the guy on the losing side of this battle is then solving the issue is if he solves the technical riddle and come, brings something new to the table. And if he doesn't bring anything new to the table, then it's not going to get figured out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see any adjustments here. But, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got Roman by a decision here. I don't think there's bonus, but I think he wins. I one, or two, one or two takedowns. And actually, I'm pretty. I feel pretty confident in this match. I, I would put it up on the higher end of the spectrum of matches. I'm confident in, in this duel. Tactically, if you're Austin, I wonder if it makes sense to attempt to ham fight hard early and 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 get a late takedown, get away on bottom, mitigate the early takedowns, take a little bit out of Roman, and then try to get the. Try to make it one takedown, one finish in the third period. I think that's how you do it. Yeah. I think if you come at him like it. a banshee, a lot of attacks. Roman and Roman's not a guy that gasses, but there's just I mean, the the idea would be that Austin but, may have a little more late, right? Hold on. E- even on even on high level guys, uh, I'm sorry, even on not high level guys, Christian, how does Austin score without starting from the tricep? Well, he gets he does get go behinds. Um, From, he's good, but it's yeah. usually a snap off the tricep. Sometimes, sometimes he you know sp- it's more 
sprawl. Go sometimes, behind. sometimes they dive in because they don't want to deal with his pressure. I mean, when you think about RBY, is he just going to dive in and let someone go behind him? And the answer to that's no, he's not. No. And then we've saw him be disciplined enough to keep his it's it would be his right arm back so that DeSanto can't get left hand on the tricep. And this is what I'm talking about de- de- developmentally is like even against guys who aren't that good. Um, even against guys who aren't that good, it's hard for um, DeSanto to score without getting his left hand on the tricep. Their Big Ten semi in 2020, uh, uh, Roman was was using that tactic with the hide in the elbow and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Austin was still getting in. He's had a lot of opportunities. He just couldn't quite figure out the finish. He was right there. If you go back and watch that match, he was right there to win that one. And that was with was that about four two. Was that like a four-two match? I don't know if Roman scored four points, but I can't. I can't remember. Uh, and I was sitting right there when it happened, but <laughs> it was really close. And Rome, Rome. I felt like Austin moved him around. Roman was not firing off attacks. Austin was getting in and couldn't finish. And it then it, it got worse the more times they met. But that match was one where that tactic was implemented, and Austin was still able to get in. And have opportunities. Now he didn't score, but he had opportunities. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. Anyone taking Austin here? No. Place would go nuts. Think about it. Place would they would go nuts. Forty one Nick Lee Jaden Ironman NCA Finals rematch. It's 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 tough to see just watching their seasons that Nick Lee wouldn't get his hand raised here. Correct. And if you want to pick Ironman, there's obviously the danger factor that he brings to the table. But given what you've seen this year, if you pick Ironman, you're just getting lucky because there's no justification based on his wrestling why he should win this match. Yeah. You're picking him based on the fact that this is in Carver and something He's unusual got some, will the, happen. And yeah. Ironman loves Carver and Hawkeye fans. He do. Just he a do. chance, though. There's definitely a chance. Okay. Um, Wait, Shane, Shane makes a damn pick. He can't. He's doing con- yeah, I mean, commentating. I, I just, this match is Nick Lee. No, no, pick. I'm so impressed pick. just with the way he <laughs> operates. Nick Lee is, hey, I will say, I love all the, like, I, I like all these guys. They're all great guys. I love watching them compete. Nick Lee fits my personality. Like, Nick Lee is, he's so disciplined. He's, he wins matches and he's, he wins with grace. He loses with grace. Like Nick Lee, if if I have a young kid and I want, I want to show them how I want them to wrestle. It's Nick Lee, like total package. And and, and let me go, I'm going to say this about Nick Lee. Pick. Pick. You got to pick. Think about, I'm not picking against Nick Lee. So you're picking, you're picking Nick Lee then. (laughs) If you, you beat Nick Lee, you have to be so sound in what you do. And you better be able to do it for seven minutes. And Ben, in, in all fairness to Jaden Ironman, what you said is fair. The okay. way these seasons have progressed, it would be hard in your mind to make a case for Ironman on this season. But as we know, Ironman's a home run hitter. You get into where he wants to be, but Nick Lee's just so disciplined. The way that Nick Lee's wrestling IQ is so good. I mean, even the shots he takes, shallow shots, he's he he makes adjustments. 
Yeah. He, I don't see Nick Lee getting in those positions. He's too smart. I don't see it. He's he'll too be smart. Ready. He'll, he'll definitely be ready. Um, Guys, one more quick thing about Nick Lee I want to throw in there real wow. quick. <laughs> I remember Go. watching him as a true freshman. I've seen hundreds of NCAA matches, Matt's side. This is one that I will never forget. His true freshman year, I think it was the eight seed. He gets pinned by, I think it was Deal of Maryland. Yes. He comes back on the backside and wins, I think, six matches and then beats Kevin Jack of NC State in sudden victory, I believe, like nine, seven Mm -hmm. to take fifth place. If you look at Nick Lee's career, whether it's no matter what it is, he always gets the next best thing. If if he makes a final, if he doesn't win it, he obviously takes second. But if he does not make a final, he takes third. I mean, Olympic trials, third. Big Tens, he's been third a couple times. Uh, NCAAs, fifth, fifth, 2020 first team, and then he wins it. This guy is the king. Nathan Tomasello was like it too. They lose... And when, when you're devastated, your dreams are shattered of winning a national title or Big Ten title, whatever it is, I think it takes such amazing guts and courage and pride to fight for your team and get the next. Everybody talks about it. Got to get the next best thing. I'll tell you this. Nick Lee's not injury defaulting out of anything. He'll come back and get the next best thing. And I just admire the hell. I, I admire the hell out of Nick Lee and the way that he goes about his business. Chop wood, carry water. Nick Lee, he's he's so. I think Nick Lee, last ten years in college wrestling, guys, most underappreciated wrestler in the last ten years is Nick Lee. There you have it. Over Max Mirren. I love Max <laughs> Mirren. I love Mirren's uh, toughness. He's next. Nobody Nick loves Lee, Max Mirren. Guys, guys, keep this in mind. Jaden Ironman major. Ironman majored Nick Lee at the NCAs a few years back. Majored yeah. him. Yeah. No more. All right. 149. Pick, so, so Shane picks Nick Lee. Shane also <laughs> picked RBY. And I think he picked uh, Drew Hilderman at, at 25. Wow. Um, but we know that he's picking Murin at 49. You're picking Murin at 49. We know it. And he I'm picking to. Murin too, Christian. Who are you picking? Bo Bartlett? Um, Do it. I know you want to. I know it. Uh, he'll, I don't need – listen, Bo doesn't need my support to, to do what he's about to do. Um <laughs> I am picking Murin in this match. I think he. I think he gets it here. I think it's very close. I think it's one takedown. Yeah, I agree. I got Murin also. <coughs> very close match. And, and, uh, and keep this in mind with Murin, coming off a loss. All over it. Three two written all over. What'd it. you say, Shane? Murin's coming off a loss. Coming off a so, loss. Yep. And I think for Max Murin, he's just so tough. I mean, I, it's not just based on that, but he'll he'll be ready to go. For sure. He'll be encouraged after his uh, performance against Sammy. 157. I don't know if it'll be Baraclaw or Negron. I, I'm assuming it's going to be Baraclaw. They're going with him. Uh, Caleb Young, decision. 6-2. Uh, yeah, not all that exciting. Yeah. It's like you could kind of get in the ice cream line now. Like you kind of yep. see be on the Jumbotron, yep. get some of that soft serve. Are you you got to go up there before the break. Yeah, I got uh, no, I like some real ice cream. Me That's too. I don't like yeah. soft serve. 
Not really. You can fight me. I just don't I think mean, it's that good. It's, okay. it's still ice cream, so you can't complain that much. But... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like pizza. You know, it's like it's, yeah. pizza's still pizza, but ice cream, I like it. I don't like the There must be something to it, though, because I've never – maybe this maybe this is finally the time I have it. I've never had it at Carver Hawkeye, but they love it there. I mean, they that's do. like – I mean, that is a big deal there. It's a it's big deal. A... It's because it's like their thing, you know. It's uh, it's part of it. It's the ambiance. Yeah, yeah. You they, go to they Carver, got the, they got the, a... the soft serve market. You know, you talk about greatest foods at Big Ten arenas. Carver ice cream is going to be, might be at the top. Oh, Listen, are we, ne- next pick. We're not talking about the greatest foods at Big Ten arenas. <laughs> We're freaking picking matches here. Jane Stallman st- over there Spartan trying not to corn pick. dog is the greatest concession <laughs> food in the Big Ten. Corn dogs, Jackie. Uh, uh, anyway. 165, oh, Bergy versus Bull. Uh, Any Bergy path to victory Bull. here for Bergy? I mean, there's a path. It's a no, don't get taken down Bull. early, get a reattack. I feel like I, I don't think it's quick strike. Get a get the early thing. I think you got to snake it late if you're Bergy and you're gonna get the winner. Because if Bull's down early, I think he'll run it just like. It'll flip a switch and he'll just run it down and, and get the win. But if it's something where I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say this, Christian. There's there's no there's nothing in Brady Berge's history that would say to us he's gonna beat Alex Marinelli. You're wrong. Nothing. You're wrong on this, Ben. What? Boom. What? Here's Boom roasted. here's Tell if me. I'm if I'm if I'm presenting the other side from a history standpoint, I believe he's beaten Pat Lugo and Caleb Young. I thought I saw something on social media that he's beaten those two okay. guys. Neither one of those are as good as regular season Alex Marinelli, or even very close. I mean, Pat Lugo was a one seed at the NCAA wrestling tournament. One year. I mean, I mean he, had, he okay. had one good season. <laughs> one year. I mean, that's pretty good. I'm just painting the picture that there's been a history that he's had success against Iowa. So. Uh, we, okay. Hey, you got to create storylines. You got to create Iowa a killer. <laughs> yeah. Let me see that number one season by Pat Lugo. And Marinelli's only been beaten one time at Carver, and that was by by Joseph in 2020. So he's he's as good as they get at at Carver, yeah. and he's coming off a loss too. He's got he's an ornery bull. That ornery. bull is or, I wouldn't want to ride that bull right now. I wouldn't want to. I love the word ornery. Great yeah, word. Marinelli is ornery right now. Guarantee it. Yeah. He's he is not. It is. It's probably not been the funnest of weeks for his his wife. Right? I mean, it's it's like he's on <laughs> No doubt. They called, oh, my gosh. Grumpy they called bull. him a wrestling power couple last week on the broadcast. And I was, <laughs> your man, power I don't know, couple? Jim Johnson or Jim Gibbons. I just shake my head when he says some crazy shit I, like I was that. with Jim. It would have been Ray and, Ray and Tim. But, uh, uh, yeah, still, yeah, Marinelli's oh ordering. Oh, man. Benefer, it's kind of like a Benefer situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 ornery bull. Um I'm not, I'm not sure Bergie's be able to handle the orneriness. No, on, I don't think on Friday so. night. Couple takedowns, couple takedowns, no fanfare. Uh, hey, I'm going to hold you guys all to it because Christian, you backed up Shane. You guys are putting Pat Lugo and Caleb Young on the same level as Alex Marinelli. I'm not and putting Caleb like Young and on the I same simply, level. Ben, Ben, you said there's hey, nothing with the history, I like and it. I told you you're wrong. He's had success against some Iowa guys. That's all I said, and that's what I said is okay. factual. All right. I didn't see anything about levels. So you're picking Brady Berge. I got about it. That. I got it. You're picking Brady Berge. He's got Berge. <laughs> I got Ber- Shane's lineup. He's got 
Hildebrandt, RBY, Nick That's Lee, not true. Max Murin, Caleb Young, Brady Berge. That's his pick so far. And I will tell you this. Of all the picks you made, you got most of them, but you don't got all of them. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So that's 65. <laughs> We're going bull here. Um, I, I think I think Shane's point is good. Um, okay. Inappropriate. I think it's not because I, you're making I, you the guys, point. I, you're ma- Ben. You're making the point about Alex. He's making it about Brady. I understand. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. As long as there's understanding. Well, I was there. really making the point about Brady Berge also, and I, I, sir, okay, I'll give you that. Pat Lugo was the one seed that one year, um, which. 49 was, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm being a dick right now, but 49 was not that good that year. And I hold Alex Marinelli in a high regard, and I just don't, I didn't, I, maybe I'm wrong. I thought of Patrick Lugo and Alex Marinelli kind of on the same tier. I thought of Lugo as a little lower and Marinelli more up here. Uh, and listen, I do think that is the case, but it's a little closer that, than I think you were giving it credit for. I would okay. put Marinelli in a higher strata, but it's not not by much. 174. No one is wrestling better on Iowa, in my opinion, than Michael Kemmer. I don't care how many braces he's wearing. I don't care if he's got double <laughs> knee pads and one's green. I love all of it. All the accessories. He has the best accessories in NCAA wrestling, I would say. There we go. I love it. So how does he do against Carter Storacci, who looked a little vulnerable against Logan Massa, who's super duper good? Kimmer, this is Storacci. Good. I this felt is like going to be a great match. Upset special. I'm picking Michael Kimmer, my upset special in Carver Hawkeye. Is that really an upset? Is it? I yeah. yeah I've got to like, man. One. You're giving Not yourself a, a little one. more. It's an upset. Guys, you're giving yourself too much I credit be, there. I man. believe you take this. Two then. Do it. I think Chase, most Chase people. Kimmer too. I think most people advantage Kemmer. That's what I think most people would say. Advantage Kemmer. Here's my thoughts on this match. And here's, Starachi. here's, yeah, I think Starachi would probably be the if we were we put up a poll right now. Starachi would be considered the more people would vote for Carter. But here's what I'll I'm say. I'm not sure. Go vote. Let's put I'll up. I'll put a poll on Spotify. Go, go vote. Put up a poll. gets uploaded. And that is ironclad. Here's what I'll say about this. Throughout the year. When I was thinking about this duel, because I've been thinking about this duel all year long, when I didn't see Kemmer and we didn't see Kemmer, I was like, Carter's obviously going to win this match. And then Kemmer comes back. Okay, what do we see? He looks great. He looks yes. really, really good. So now I'm like, I'm back to March of 2021, where I think this is this is a really close competitive match. Carver Hawkeye, Michael Kemmer, Carter looking a little tie-tie last week. That was a little... That said something to me. Carter can win. Carter maybe should be a slight favorite. I'm not calling this an upset, but I am Don't picking Michael Kemmer. Upset. I'm picking Michael Kemmer. And Don't it's, call it comeback. it's not an upset. Been here for years. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, I've got Kemmer. Cool 1991, Ben, right? Yep. Shane's call Shane's picking. I've got Shane's pick. Shane's picking Kemmer too. <laughs> this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a this this is one of the matches that could be low scoring. And super exciting. It, they, these guys could be low. I don't think it's going to be a ton of points being scored, but I, I think agree. this is a match that's just g- going to be exciting be- because these this couple of horses. This, this yeah. oh, I can't wait. I the, mean, this. this Shane, what if it's zero to zero at the end right? of the first? Yeah, then they get sucked through the Carver trap door. And you don't oh, get to no, watch the rest. You don't get to watch the rest, Shane. No, you have to no turn trap. your TV off. Your rules. <laughs> Shane's going to be there. 
<laughs> Shane's gonna be on I'll the be there for this in, one in the flesh. You, you gotta close your eyes. Yeah, you have to close. It. I will come you have down to leave there. the arena. We're we're gonna be out. We have dueling broadcasts. You're looking at three of the broadcasters of this duel. You know, you're Crazy. on the you're on the you're on the TV, big fancy Shane. But you know, we're gonna be we're the blue collar broadcasters, Ben and I. <laughs> we know we're blue the color. radio owners. Those are just the audio. That's that's guys. I, keep this in mind. We just at the start of the show we talked about great memories. And when you think about when I think about Penn State Iowa, the, the Mount Rushmore to say of, of the name the guys I think about number one is Tony Ramos. If Michael Kemmerer wins, he's onto the Mount Rushmore in this rivalry. And what's interesting about Kemmerer is he's been on both sides. Nolfs beat him, Halls beat him. I mean they switched back and forth. Him and Starachi back and forth. I don't look at. Is, is there anybody that's been? Involved in 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 more storylines on the positive and negative than Michael Kemmer in Penn State. Yeah, he's 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 wrestled such a variety of hammers. It yeah. is kind of interesting. Um, Guys, little Ben, you'll appreciate this little little Michael yeah. Kemmer note I found in my research. Once upon a time, he wrestled Jake Souflone at the Midlands at 149. Oh yeah, wrap your head around that. Wow, jeez, Louise. I remember that. I remember him at 49. He, he I don't remember him at 49, actually. His true freshman year, he's 49 basically year. all year. Wow. Shane, I think you got to win to be on Mount Rushmore's. He's won. He beat Mark Yeah, Hall. but if he wins this one in this Mark duel, because I think I, I do think this is a one. a one. I, I, nobody's, I don't think anybody's winning this duel by five, six points. I think it's going to be tight. Two, three points. That's my guess. So... Um, I, if, how many if guys Kimmer have wrestled can win this one? I I think he uh, yeah maybe maybe saying he gets on the Mount Rushmore. I might have, I might have over exaggerated that a little bit, but he'll become when you think about this duel the last ten years. You think of Ramos first. If Kemmer wins this and they win this duel like by a couple of points like they did in 2020 when he beat uh, Hall, he'll be one of the guys you think about quick. He'll be he'll be he might not he won't be Ramos probably, but uh, he'll gotcha. be right there. Got it. He's wrestled three Penn State national champions in his career. Nall, yeah. Starachi, yep. and Mark Hall. Okay. We got to go, guys. We got to keep moving. Um, 84, Aaron Brooks, Abasad. Brooks, decision. Yeah. It's Brooks, a, major. It's a it's a decision. Major. Major. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Eight points. Ground control to major. Tom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a little more respect for Aaron. I, the thing is. If, if Aaron wants to get it, he needs to go get it, right? Abe is not going to shoot. No one's going to do the reattacks for Aaron Brooks, okay? People are going to be smarter here, especially in a dual meet where it's tight. Abe is not a guy who t is a volume attacker as is. And <laughs> so now yeah, you've got the, the most prolific reattacker there is in, in maybe college wrestling. No, Gable. Gable's most probably. Oh, yeah. Gable. Gable doesn't count for any of this. He he's just count. in a different. He's not in college. So we kick he's him so out. Good at re -attacks. He's, he's so, so good. good. He is so good. We could just do a Gable Stevenson show, and I'd be happy with it. Um, but other than that, his roommate during the Olympic Games, Aaron Brooks, is also really good at reattacks. And I don't think Abe's going to reattack himself out of this match. And Aaron, I don't know if he's going to be ramping up his offense to the degree that he gets up eight points. And I don't think he gets a turn. So I think it's not close, but I think it's a decision. And Shane, Shane goes decision, Aaron Brooks. Shane's no, and, and well, here's what I'm going to say about Aaron Brooks. Okay, 
This is one of those duels. Now, I don't want to butcher this. With uh, what's the line? Like with when, when much is given, much is expected. Is that what the line is? Yes. yes. Abe Assad's very good. But if Man. you're Aaron Brooks, if you're Aaron Brooks in this duel, you, you better get a major, right? I mean, that, you if you're Aaron Brooks, there are, and you guys talk about it before, but Aaron Brooks has so much talent, and it won't be easy. But it's he's got to take that response, and I'm, I mean, I think Aaron Brooks takes that responsibility, and he's this, this is why he's got to be the. If you want to be the man in these kind of duels, this is what yeah. the men do, right? I mean, just throwing that out there with 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 Aaron Brooks. He's it, you know what I kind of take it back to Nick Suriano last week. If, if you're going to be the man, and you're going and, and Hildebrand's fantastic. But you got to be. You got to do better than that. You got to do better than that. With great power yep. comes great responsibility. R.I.P. Uncle yeah. Ben. Is that Spider-Man? Spider-Man. R.I.P. Oh, okay. I knew it's Uncle Ben. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Spider Cuz. Okay. Um, One ninety-seven. Max Dean. Jacob Warner. The ladies' man versus the dean of mean. His brother. We we've Max already talked dean. about this one a little bit. You got Max. Decision. I've got Max. Plus, if I was going to pull an upset, this is the place to do it. In my picks, uh, this would give them the dual win. This would be the upset special for uh, our Uncle Ben. Yes, ben sir. Askren. Who you got, Jermichael? Max. Max. We're all, we're all going Max here. Um, these these final two matches, I'm thinking this duel is going to be razor thin with two matches to go. I this think the is duels a, just another monster. It's going to be in the balance with these two to go. I I yep. I agree with that as well. And then heavyweight, man, what do you? I'm how Greg. is Greg Kirkfleet not the went favorite? The here? other way, I know it's went the other way, but I got to pick Greg. He just beat Mason Paris. Got to pick him, guys. I'm going to give you the stat of the show right now. Oh wow! Uh -oh. And like I said, a lot's changed with Greg Kirkfleet. But last year, Greg Kirkliet lost to Mason Paris 11-3, and he lost to Tony Cassiope 9-0. Yep. Yeah. I mean. He's he's turned it around. and, and that, Mason, was a long, that, was, that was not that long ago. No. He's turned around. So Ten months ago. The, the interesting thing here is the stylistic difference in that Tony Cassiope is not going to take – He's not going to be stabbing at the leg like Mason Paris. They're going to have a plan for it, but and it, talking about Kirkfleet, but so is is Cassiope, and I think he's probably going to try to hand fight him, get a get a go behind, get one single leg and finish. See if he, Tony can ride. You know, can he ride Kirkfleet yep. still? Kirkfleet got away from Mason, and Mason's as good on top as probably anyone at the weight. Right? He's probably the best top wrestler at two eighty five. So you would think he could get away, but Carver has a way. Carver, Carver gets a say, and Cassiope gets a say. Are you um, calling Cassiope? Yeah, I think Big Tone. I'm going Big Tone. Wow. This one, for this one. What do you What do you have for the score now? I, I got a 15-15. I don't know. So I, I haven't I, been keeping pick, score. Um, uh, JD, have you been keeping score? No. Oh hell. I got a 15-15. That's my score. I'm picking Penn State by tie-breaking criteria. Tiebreaker um, 7. 
Tiebreaker. It's gonna be tiebreaker down hey, a little bit. Probably don't lose that team point, guys. Really point. This is this is a duel meets. Make a mental note who scores the first takedown of the duel. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's gonna, most, it's gonna be most match points scored will be the criteria, not yeah. not first takedown. Okay, That's what I think guys, I want to throw you guys a question. I want to. I'm not gonna answer this one. I want to ask you guys a question. All three of okay. you. I want to know what Saturday morning's headlines are in the Iowa paper. Yeah, we what don't are do they? Tuesday headlines. Yeah, we haven't What's done that? those. Um, we don't do. We used to do Tuesday headlines, but we haven't done those. I said Iowa falls just short. Penn State wins on tiebreaker six. <laughs> Let's say what I. Uh, Iowa still. Iowa still in it. Iowa still in it. Wait, so what, wait, Christian, what was your team score? Just do, do it real quick in your head. No. What do you mean, no? Do I'm not good at math. math. Fast. I'm stupid. Do math. No. <laughs> yes. All right, you picked, let me say, I'll just do your math for you. You you picked Ayala, that's yes. three. You picked RBY, that's three. You picked Nick Lee, that's six. You picked Bo Bartlett, that's six. No, I didn't. Right? I, I picked Max. Uh, you, you freaking wimp. Nine. Six, six. Okay, 6'6". Six, six. Sorry, 6'6". Six, six. You picked Caleb Young. That's 9. You picked Alex Mary. That's 12. You picked Starocki. That's 9. You picked Aaron Brooks. That's 12. You picked Mike, uh, Dean. That's 15. You picked Tone. That's 15. So you got 15-15 also. Tiebreaker. Who's your tiebreaker going to? Oh, did you pick Aaron Brooks by major? No, he did. I did. And I have it 1912 okay. Penn State. Final. You have a 1912 Penn State. You got 15-15 too, Christian. Who's winning the tiebreaker? Don't pull a Shane and not pick a winner. Uh, <laughs> Penn State tiebreaker. Ooh. Romans. Which tiebreaker? Nick, Nick Lee's, uh, I don't know the all the criteria, but I think match points is most likely. Match points. I think yeah. it's always crazy when match it's points the number are number of tied. matches won first. Yeah, and I have But they're going to be 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Same. It's, it should be so, guys, points. and here's another thing I love don't about this team duel. point, Tom or Kale. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. But these are this is what I love about dual meet wrestling. If, if it's going to come down to match points, which is, you know, per, solid likelihood, every point matters. Like you can't be up, you can't be up by five and settle there. Like you're up by even even four points heading into the third period. It can't be. You, you gotta you gotta get some more points. And yeah. people, that's a knowledgeable fan base. People are into this. Everybody's going to be aware of that. Everything's going to be yeah. big. Yeah. Dang it, we didn't get to any questions. We had some good ones. Uh, any voicemails? <laughs> we need some voicemails tomorrow. Come on, JD, get those voicemails going, yeah. baby. People, people need to call in. I'm sure people have plenty to talk about um, after this duel. And here's my favorite Iowa duel because we finally got closure um, in 2017 on who killed Harambe. Apparently, Kale. Kale killed Harambe. That's a classic yes, sign. What a great way to close the show. <laughs> and put that I right love it. Him. Man, thank oh you, Shane. God. Thank you, Ben. So tomorrow's show, I'll be on at some point. I will be in the Detroit airport waiting to connect. Oh, to just me and you, JD? No, I'll be on. Don't even think about it. Kosak's going to join for a little bit, too. I'm widening the gap tomorrow, Ben. I'm going to pull away further in these hey, picks. Hey, send me those picks. I need to do my research. Have yeah, you better. We're going to talk a little with Regan, too, because brackets came out today. Yeah, you better pack a lunch. We're going to talk. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of picks to make. Can't wait for tomorrow. Can't wait for Friday. Holy cow. Thanks, Shane. And thank you guys you so guys much have for a great listening. Day. We'll be back you in Iowa City, tomorrow, Christian. same time. See you then. Thank you. Goodbye.
Peace.